So, happy new year, huh? It's already been a real one. Yeah. You know, uh, there's that thing that's been uh, going around on uh, the social media about uh, how Mad Max was set in uh, 2021. It's not actually true, but, you know, it's just... Given, given the note that this year is off on, I'm just wondering at what point it becomes permissible for us to uh, just start dressing like a hockey mask wearing leather daddies. I mean, I think plenty of people already do that. They just usually are hanging out waiting for people to uh, take their picture with on the Vegas Strip. But uh... Uh, obvi- Obviously, we were recording this uh, as the capital is under siege. It's Chudfest 2021. Yeah, so... Um... Uh, Mad Max or not, I feel like we should just uh, lean into it. Uh, I'm calling it now, 2021. We're going to make it the year of the gay boy berserkers. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, okay, so you'll have like a legion of like le- of like, you know, six and a half foot tall dudes in leather squaring off against the like mobility scooter Applebee's con- like uh, militias of America. Yes. Um, who uh, just break down crying the first time they get maced by the cops. Like, we just want to have a revolution. (laughs) You didn't have to be so mean about it. We're just trying to do revolution, and this is tyranny. They're trying trying to stop us from doing it. Yeah, I mentioned before, though, that's that's really why I am not too worried about any of this shit, because these are the most pampered ass uh comfortable people on the face of the earth and as they you see overthrowing a government is hard and they don't like doing things that are hard so they're going to uh bitch and moan for a couple of hours and then they're going to hit uh the two for one marks at uh applebee's two for fives yeah yeah back during the uh the black lives matter protests uh down here there's that one weirdo who would just like drive around in like his Mercedes with a Trump flag, just following the marches every night. And it's like, man, they need to reopen the Applebee's people are getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that, that guy seriously needed a better hobby. It's like, I know, I I know there's a, there's a pandemic and we're all technically still in lockdown, but there's gotta be a, a more constructive use of your time, bro. Yeah. Somebody get this man a busy box. <laughs> Mad Max is a lone warrior searching for his destiny while a tribe of lost children wait for a hero. And in a world battling to survive, they meet a woman determined to rule. Hold out for Mad Max. This is his greatest adventure. Mel Gibson in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, starring Tina Turner, rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing at a select theater near you. Check newspapers for listing. So, yeah, as we were alluding, welcome back to Splatterpunk's first episode of the new year. My name is Ness, as always. And David. As always. And, um... Given the uh, intense situation going on outside my window, uh, we're gonna we're gonna divert ourselves a little bit and uh, talk about some coming attractions, some things to uh, look forward to maybe as this country uh, implodes in on itself in real time. Yeah, uh, you know, if it's all gonna go to shit, may as well hang out at the Megaplex while you can. 
So, uh, yeah, we chatted a bit uh, about this off the record, but you didn't find a whole lot to your interest uh, this year. So this uh, this episode is probably going to be a lot of me just talking at you. Probably, yeah. So starting off, um, there's really only one movie coming out in the year, this foul year of our Lord 2021 that I think really matters. Kong. The Conjuring. Kong, the Devil Kong, Made Me Do It. Kong. 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 Oh, uh, is that Godzilla versus uh, King Kong? Hell yeah. I didn't think that that was actually ever going to happen. Oh yeah, the, the movie's done. It was actually supposed to come out uh, last year, but you know, plague were declared. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that's that's definitely one to look forward to, because uh, King of the Monsters was awesome. Yeah, um... You know, it, 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 it's up there uh, neck and neck with Parasite for uh, my best movie of 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the uh, the risk of being bullied off of film Twitter, I kind of got to give advantage to King of the Monsters. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, uh, Parasite was, you know, a, gr- a groundbreaking movie, uh, but also big dick monster fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not made of stone, all right? Yeah, I mean, look, we've all seen uh, deeply political and uh, heady social satire before, but how often do we get to see Big Dick Monster fight? Not nearly often enough. I I, I think uh, prior to King of the Monsters, the only other movie that was on the same level was uh, Kong Skull Island, which is in the same universe. And before that, Pacific Rim. Do we have a name for this one? Like they're all getting names now, so there's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that sort of thing, uh, the DC. Uh, it's the MonsterVerse. Okay, it's just MonsterVerse. All right, yeah, I can uh, do that. Yeah, the legendary films MonsterVerse. Yeah, not to be confused with the Universal Dark Universe, which has uh, monsters. Uh, rip in peace. Yep, strangled in its cradle by a god awful mummy movie. And I was looking forward to that too. Like, you remember the Van Helsing movie? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was a piece of shit, but I honestly kind of love it. In the same yeah, way that like it's, League it's of fun. Extraordinary Gentlemen was a piece of shit, but I also kind of love it. I mean, at least they they committed to the bit. You know, it was it was like this was this is a shitty movie, but at least they didn't phone it in. No, yeah. Um, the the worst thing that Van Helsing could have been was just kind of like bland and shitty and boring, like that Mummy movie was. But you know, yeah. Say what you will about it, but I'm not bored watching it. <laughs> Well, at least you got the Invisible Man out of the Dark Universe before it bit the dust. Yeah, but since I was the only movie, well, I say the only movie, like there was more than two of them, but since I was the only movie that was actually successful, I think that just kind of like got spun off into its own standalone thing. Hey, that's a 500 batting average, I'll have you know, for the Dark Universe. Yeah, I mean, if you take few enough swings, anyone can have a good batting average. Yeah, you know, like they said in uh, in the gang beats Boggs. Well, one for one, that's bad in a thousand, buddy. Hell yeah! But anyway, um, yeah, you were originally talking about uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Skull Island, I think, was one of the best movies that year. Did you ever see it? Uh, I actually haven't. Was that the one with the Rock? No, that was Rampage, in, in the uh, the adaptation of the Rampage video game. Uh see, they both had big uh, giant gorillas. Yeah, but one was an albino gorilla, so that's how you know the difference. Word. No, uh, Skull Island was set in, like, uh, the early 70s. 
uh, tail end of the Vietnam War era, and it is very much indebted to Apocalypse Now, which was an interesting choice and one that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, it even has Samuel L. Jackson as a uh, a colonel who is, you know, going insane, much like uh, Kurtz. I mean, it's yeah, it's an interesting direction to take the King Kong franchise. Yeah. So uh, chronologically, that's the first movie in the MonsterVerse verse. <laughs> and and yeah, that's that's how they establish Monarch, the uh, the big uh, pseudo government paramilitary force that's monitoring. It's, it's Nerve. All... It's yeah, nerve. It, yeah, it's Nerve. That's how they uh, that's how they establish Nerve, which is uh, where most of our main characters in King of the Monsters work. Yeah, yeah, because I I did see that in King of the Monsters, and I was like, what the fuck is Monarch? Yeah, they 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 set that up in uh, Skull Island. Okay. Yeah, because I think I saw the first Godzilla movie from like 2014, where he was fighting the the big uh, bugs the who fuck. Yeah, yeah. those. Yeah, that's why I said big bugs who fuck. Yes. Uh, An and uncomfortable missed... amount of that movie is spent on how these bugs are fucking. Now that I yeah. think about it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it since 2014. That's pretty much the plot of the movie is just these bugs are fucking. Yeah, I haven't watched it since 2014, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, this is like, oh, this is someone's kink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. God. <laughs> but radioactive bug fucking. Yeah. Hey, at least you didn't get a close up of somebody getting shoved in a monster's mouth yet. That did happen in King of the Monsters. Uh, someone got bored by Rodan. Ah, oh, word. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff happened in that movie. Sure did. But... I, I mean, that was that was kind of the, one of the film's main assets was that the plot was secondary to the action. Yeah, because the the major is complaint... how the Godzilla franchise has always worked. Yeah, because the major complaint of the uh, 2014 Godzilla movie is that godzuki's only in it for like 15 maybe 20 minutes and the rest of it is the uninteresting human drama with like elizabeth olsen and soldier mcmain character guy godzuki godzilla like God okay godzuki wasn't actually in it i was just calling him that okay well yeah well uh, to be fair godzuki is an entirely separate character from a pre-existing hanna-barbera universe yes i know we've we've referenced godzuki multiple times have we? I, I have a clip somewhere of you singing the whole uh, Godzilla theme song. Oh, yeah, that did happen. Yeah. I don't remember anything episodes. that happened more than like 10 minutes ago, so. Yeah. Shit, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the, the... Okay, now, now I remember. The complaint leveraged against uh, the 2014 movie was that it was too much boring human bullshit, not enough big dick monster fighting. So they reacted to that by making King of the Monsters, which is like 20, 30% uh, human bullshit, and the rest is big dick monster fighting. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Suck it, Parasite. You may have won <laughs> all of the Oscars, but King of the Monsters won the Oscars in my heart. Yeah. Who needs nuance and uh, biting social commentary in a foreign language when you have big dick monster fights? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I stand at it. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, and for reasons I will never comprehend, no matter how many times they're explained to me, that movie actually lost money, so. Uh, well, it did look a little expensive. Yeah, but I don't know if it's the reason why Michael Doherty 
is not returning to direct uh, Godzilla versus Kong, but uh, in any case, he's not on this movie. So that is making me a little tentative towards it. Yeah. Well, who did, who did they get? They got uh, Adam Wingard, a fellow I'm not familiar with by name, but he was evidently the director of VHS, if you remember that, the horror anthology movie. Okay. Uh, he also directed uh, You're Next, which I never saw, but it did get good reviews. Yeah. And the 2016 Blair Witch movie, which I think people liked. Oh, shit. I think uh, so, yeah. Just looking at his IMDb page, they're making a remake of I Saw the Devil. That's... Yeah, they'll remake, they'll remake anything. As some, yeah. of the things on, as some of the things we'll discuss later in this uh, episode will prove. Yeah, uh, I Saw the Devil was uh, uh, one of those... Uh, you know, very violent South Korean thrillers. I think it was directed by the same guy who did Old Boy, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It was like one of the best movies of 2011, I want to say it came out. Um, yeah, don't like that. They, they actually did a remake Old Boy, you might remember, uh, with Spike Lee in the director's chair, and that was a piece of shit. So... I actually don't even remember that. I think that one went over like a, you know, like I think that one just kind of got lost in the zeitgeist and just kind of became absolutely nothing because nobody gave a shit about this and nobody asked for it. Yeah, deservedly so. Um, I had thought that the lesson from Parasite was stop remaking foreign movies in English and just localize the existing movies that are already good. Maybe they were too far into production on this one to call it quits. I'm looking at it now. It doesn't even have like a date. It just says announced. So uh, this must have been a recent development. Huh. So, uh, yeah, fuck that. Don't like that very much. But hopefully uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the next item on your list? So, um, if Godzilla vs. Kong is the only movie that matters, um, the rest is basically just things that I'm interested in. Uh, I'm still pretty hyped for Candyman, for example. Okay. Is, is that a sequel or is that a remake? It's a sequel, yes. Okay. What... I don't know if it is taking into account the continuity of the two already existing sequels, but it is at the very least a sequel to the original film. Yeah. Uh, Tony Todd. What is with this current trend of uh, just naming sequels after the first film in the franchise? I've talked about this before and I really hate that shit. (laughs) Like when they came out with the, the fucking prequel to the thing and just called it the thing. Yeah, I, th- I think that was probably Patient Zero. I think so, yeah. But since then, we've also gotten Halloween, which, of course, was the sequel to Halloween. Yeah. Not to be confused with the remake of Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we talked about this on a previous episode, but one of the early ideas that they were kicking around was uh, Candy Men, plural. Kind of like yeah. an alien aliens thing. Because supposedly part of uh, the plot is that, you know... Candyman is a sort of a spirit of vengeance sort of ghost. Of Not which, to be confused with Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Though I do like that movie far more than I probably should. But <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, the artist who became Candyman was not the only person who ever met a terrible end through no fault of his own. So this movie was set up to kind of explore that. Hence why yeah. there would be multiple candy people but you know probably some uh dweeb and marketing said you know you know fuck that just call it candy man for brand recognition 
is it so it's at least in continuity with the first film you don't know if it's in continuity with the sequels but uh, uh huh uh correct plot details are still kind of sparse since uh the movie's not out yet does it have the same original actor plan tony todd yeah and i believe okay. the female lead from Candyman is back too i don't have the information in front of me so i'm not sure but hmm all right well that could be good, you know. Yeah, I some mean, of, but... some of those uh, sort of like classic horror franchise revivals have gone over pretty well. Like Halloween was pretty good, pretty solid. And when I saw Tony Todd in uh, 2019, he at least seemed enthusiastic about it. Even yeah. let, even let slip that he actually signed a three movie deal. So depending on the performance of this film, uh, we might get some more Candyman content in the near future. All right. Well, that seems a little overly optimistic but you know i'll take it as a good sign yeah and um well this is uh probably not going to be as you know high art as uh the uh uh the the trailer for uh candy man is implying that it would be but i'm personally looking forward to the new mortal Kombat movie yeah uh i i actually had only heard about that just the other day what's the deal with that um, so it was originally, I believe, going to be directed by James Wan of, you know, The Conjuring, uh, Insidious, Fast and the Furious 7, Saw, etc. Uh, he is apparently now only in a producing role. It's being directed by some guy named Simon McQuad, who I know nothing about, but... Yeah, I, I don't know anything about the, the, the Mr. McQuad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it... This, this has been in uh, development hell for a while. I think they first started kicking her around back in 2010. So, you know, that's... See, a, Mor a Mortal Kombat movie, I feel like that's going to be... That's that's a tough, you know, a tough bridge. Like, it's a narrow bridge. Yeah, like, on like honestly, the first movie from the 90s doesn't get nearly enough credit for actually managing to be as good as it was. Yeah. And at a PG Mortal Kombat rating. is a... Mortal Kombat is a franchise that on its own entails a certain level of camp and, you know, sh uh, just shittiness a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think uh, uh, Ed Boon would probably agree with you, you know. Uh, there was a, a big piece of DLC for Mortal Kombat 11 was them bringing friendships back. Yeah. So... If you're going to make a film adaptation of Mortal Kombat, you have to walk that kind of narrow tightrope of making it engaging and compelling, but also not taking it too seriously. Right, yeah. It's like just a straightforward adaptation of one of the story modes in the games. I don't think that would translate well into film exactly. Uh, no, probably not. Because those are largely uh, deadly serious. They take themselves quite seriously. Um. But, you know, I and it, and it's fine for like the story mode of a video game. But I think in a movie, fans of the series want some fucking Mortal Kombat. They want to see some silly shit. I mean, I don't I've never played a, a Mortal Kombat game to uh, engage with the story. Yeah, well, they only started doing story modes in Mortal Kombat versus DC. So by that time, I think you had basically already stopped playing video games. Didn't that come out after Deadly Alliance? It did. Yes. Well, Deadly Alliance had a story mode, didn't it? Nope, just a regular arcade mode. Well, I th yeah, I thought it had a story mode. Anyway, not not very important. 
Yeah, I'm I'm talking about like the cinematic story modes with like cutscenes and characters and shit. Yeah. Yeah, not not what I'm there for whenever I play a Mortal Kombat game, so I don't understand why anyone would be. Eh, I don't know. I I I I like the stories like in Mortal Kombat 10, which yes, I'm calling it Mortal Kombat 10. I refuse to call it Mortal Kombat X because that's fucking stupid. It would be very 90s though. It would be very 90s, but it came out in like 2016. But yeah, cycle. It, you know, it's about time. In Mortal Kombat 10, bring they, back the X suffix. In Mortal Kombat 10, they introduced like a new generation of characters that I actually really liked. You know, like th- they get a lot to do in the story mode. Uh, Sonya and Johnny's daughter is there. Jax's daughter is there. You have a uh, a cousin of a uh, Kung Lao. You know. I like these characters. So they basically just did the Tiny Toon Adventures of Mortal Kombat? Yeah. uh, uh, People even started calling them the Combat Kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Mortal Kombat Yo-Yogi Edition. Yeah. Kenshi's son, who was trained by Scorpion, he's there. I'll take your word for it. Look, I liked it. Maybe maybe I'm a mark, but I liked it. Well, for the Mortal Kombat franchise, I think you are a mark. I don't think that's uh, controversial. Yeah. One of the first Halloween costumes I actually picked out for myself as a kid was Sub-Zero, so. Yeah. Who, in the most recent games, is voiced by uh, Spike Spiegel himself, Steve Bloom. Hmm. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Love me some Steve Bloom. But, uh, so do we have any actual details about the movie itself? Not really, no. Uh, based on what I can see, it's more or less an, uh, a remake of the, uh, the first movie in the sense that it's just like an adaptation of the uh, rough outline of the story of Mortal Kombat 1. Okay. Which, you know, I, I suppose that's kind of the only thing that they could have done uh, in terms of introducing Mortal Kombat to a new generation, because I don't know how much uh, Zoomers really know about Mortal Kombat. You know, the first game came out... Probably in, nothing. First game came out in 92, so... Yeah. Their parents, th- their parents would have been oily teenagers. I think that uh, to the average Zoomer, um, they Mortal Kombat is probably a name that they've heard, but I doubt that the average one has ever played a Mortal Kombat game. Holy shit, I'm looking at the cast list. Fucking Natara is going to be in this game? She was a character who was introduced in Deadly Alliance, only ever made one other appearance in Armageddon, and then was like forgotten forever, pretty much. <laughs> She's like a winged vampire girl she's like this series uh morrigan huh so well that that, that i i can see why they decided to bring her in yeah (laughs) Uh, she she did have a cameo in the animated uh scorpion movie that came out last year but you know again i can see why they would do that (laughs) bitches love morrigan (laughs) i've 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 never played a dark stalkers game in my life and even i know who morrigan is (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's Morgan, and then there's, uh, what's the other one? Is it Lilith? Something like that. Uh, the one who looks like she's 10. She, yeah. She's, she's there for the creep demographic. Yeah. 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 Morgan is there for the normal people, and then Lilith is there for the creeps. Yeah. And then you also have the cat girl. Uh, Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge, Mortal Kombat does not have any cat girls. No, I think you're actually right. How is that Taking possible? Of, I don't know. Just saying. Taking out a cat, man. Just saying. Oh, King? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not a cat, man. He's a luchador. Yeah, but he looks like a cat. 
he 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 just wears a uh a jaguar mask and growls hey that's pretty much just what a furry is <laughs> i mean fair enough <laughs> but yeah uh mortal combat i want it to be good like you said i am kind of a gigantic mark for the franchise so i'm gonna see it no matter what but yeah i'm hopeful that it would be good yeah you may be a mark but at least you're self-conscious of it you're self-aware yeah like i played a lot of the uh the early 2000s ps2 era games and like as much as i enjoyed them i cannot defend them as authentically good fighting games (laughs) yeah they're they're one of those things that you look back on and just kind of like no no it was dog shit but i had fun there's there's some jank for sure yeah uh speaking of things that we uh look back on and realize that they were probably not as good as we remember apparently there is a big uh space jam revival coming out this year yeah i had heard something about that just the other day as well uh i literally learned about it like 20 minutes before we uh went into the booth so i know nothing about it but yeah well i mean pretty much the extent of what i know is that it exists right um must have been made public fairly recently or something but yeah like I liked Space Jam as a kid, but I wasn't the biggest fan. Like, there are a lot of people who are, you know, roughly of my age cohort who are obsessed with that film. And I was like, guys, chill out. It wasn't really that good. Yeah, they did an anniversary screening of it a few years back. And, like, the whole experience was just sitting in an auditorium full of, like, late 20s, early 30-somethings and just, like, feeling the energy in this, in the room as they all collectively and silently realized, like, Oh no, this, this movie sucks. isn't good. <laughs> Oops, this movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why, you know, sometimes nostalgia can be fun, but it's also a curse, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, past, me, the past is fun to visit, but you don't want to stay. Yeah, for me, the most charming thing about the original Space Jam is that, like, Michael Jordan's floundering baseball career is a plot point. <laughs> yeah. I think actually I might have seen a, an uh, an MLB game with Michael Jordan playing. Uh, we may we may well have. We would have been uh, living in that part of the country at the time. Yeah. Well, I forgot. What team did he play for? I don't fucking remember. Let's see. He played for... Oh, did he play for the White Sox? I, I would have to take your word for it. Huh. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, Chicago team. So Space Jam. Yeah. Fresh Space Jam content uh no thank you ma'am yeah it's kind of like in uh the early 2010s they did a uh a sort of a revival of Shaq Fu it's like why and whom asked (laughs) well Shaq Fu I think if they did you know did a revival of that I feel like it would just be cashing in on the meme you know value the cash the meme cachet yeah I mean and that's what it was it was a kickstarter game and the end result was like Side another scrolling. shitty fighting game no it was a side-scrolling beat-em-up with a story about Shaq being like an orphan who was raised in like a chinese fishing village huh and the first boss fight is against chris brown man <laughs> what a very 2011 video game sure was <laughs> it wasn't great uh i can't imagine how it possibly could be yeah 
Um, I remember that Kickstarter campaign too. I almost gave it money just out of like curiosity. I implore you to reconsider. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I ended up spending that uh twenty dollars on, but I'm sure it was probably a wiser decision. Yeah. But yeah, uh uh shit from the nineties that was never good. Uh probably stop bringing it back. Yeah. Um Mortal Kombat people at least authentically like, you know. Yeah, I okay, that that is actually one thing that I will give the Mortal Kombat like the the few Mortal Kombat people who are still out there still kicking around is that they have an authentic appreciation for the franchise. Space Jam people just remember liking it as a kid and now they're uh sad depressed adults, so they want things that make them ha- that made them happy when they were kids. Anyway, what's yeah. the next item on your list? Um well, uh probably should have mentioned this earlier, but uh there is of course Halloween Kills coming out. Yeah, the follow-up to 2018's Halloween. Right, yeah. And they've already announced the sequel to that, Halloween Ends, I believe, which will be the conclusion to the current cycle of films. Which will, of course, be followed three years later with a new cycle of Halloween films. Yeah, uh, I feel like this is probably finally Jamie Lee Curtis's swan song, though. I mean, I would imagine so. Like, I'm sure she is not having a terrible time making these movies, but... Like, how many times do you want to make a Halloween movie? Oh, honestly. Yeah, she initially quit after Halloween 2. She came back for H2O and uh, Resurrection. Better or... Yeah. For, I I think everybody can agree, universally worse. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she came back for Halloween 2K18. I believe on the understanding that this would be her final turn as the character. Yeah. Because well, she's what in her seventies now. I don't know how old she is exactly, but she's get, she's getting up there. Yeah, yeah. So there's only so long that you want to play a like protagonist 20. in a horror franchise. Yeah, she was like twenty in 1979. So yeah, do the math from there. But yeah, uh, Halloween Kills would probably be good. Yeah. On the note of things that will probably be good, um, I propose that we take a quick break. You want to go to break? Yeah, sounds good. All right, so we will be back after these messages from our sponsors. The video game you've been waiting all year for. Um, did you see any of the, uh, the Marvel Studios Spider-Man movies? Uh, actually I haven't, no. Yeah, I wasn't really into them, mostly because they turned Peter Parker into just Tony Stark Jr., uh, which is stupid and shitty and I hate it. Yeah, that did kind of suck. I, I got a little bit of that tone that they were going for with, uh, the Avengers movies and I was like, 
I like that they went that they actually did try to go for a teenage Peter Parker, but not like this, man. Yeah, not like this. But I am somewhat interested in the uh, currently untitled uh, Spider-Man movie that they're coming out with. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about that the past few weeks where they're talking about, you know, just bringing back Alfred Molina and uh, Tobey Maguire and all these different people. They're even bringing back Jamie Foxx as Electro. Yeah. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2, a movie. Not exactly no- the hottest fran- uh, hottest moment for the Spider-Man film franchise, but... Uh, yeah, a movie no one watched and even fewer people liked. <laughs> yeah. So my suspicion is that what happened was Marvel looked at um, all the praise and more importantly, the money that... Uh, into the Spider-Verse made? That Into the Spider-Verse made and uh, decided it's like, we can do a multiverse of our own. Get Tobey Maguire on the phone. Get uh, Andrew Garfield on the phone. Yeah, that's definitely the lesson to take from that success. <laughs> Not just to make good movies with likable characters instead of shitty movies with Tony Stark Jr. No, that can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I love the Sam Raimi trilogy, so I'm at least interested to see... Uh... Even Spider-Man 3? Honestly, Spider-Man 3 is not that bad. It it was it was it was goofy. It was goofy. You know, it's a movie directed by Sam Raimi. Yeah. It it burst quite a few uh memes. Yeah. Uh I like I like Sandman as a villain. Yeah. That was good. And honestly, I didn't even hate Topher Grace as Venom. Um yeah, what I would like is for this movie to like merge uh with uh the Venom movies because we do have a Venom sequel coming out in 2021 as well. However, Venom is apparently still under the control of Sony, so that's not in the cards. Yeah. Though I think that, yeah, I think that um, with the Venom sequel, they're going to be finally introducing uh, Carnage into the movies. Yeah, I think they so that's going to that, be a cash cow. Yeah, I think they set that up at the end of the uh, the original Venom movie. So, yeah. And, and I think the new movie is just called uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, or something to that effect. <laughs> So they, they, they for sure know... Venom, turn off the carnage. <laughs> they for sure know what they're doing. You know, Carnage, uh, one of the uh, beloved uh, characters for ed- edgelords everywhere. He is very extreme with an X. Yeah, that uh, might have been... Put, uh, a, put a pair of... Put some fucking pouches on him and give him a pair of shoulder blades. He would be the most 90s fucking cartoon ca- or comic character ever. Well, I could be wrong, but I think Carnage was created during the uh, McFarlane run on the book. So, you know creator of spawn there you go yeah well i don't know if he i i don't know if uh, mcfarlane actually created carnage i think he might have already been off the book by that point i don't but, know uh, he, he's drawn in a very mcfarlane art style in those old books yeah I, I don't have the information in front of me but i think that might have been i think carnage might have been a mcfarlane joint yeah i mean it would make sense it's just i don't know if the timelines work out uh okay it says here that it was created by mark bagley and david michelini hmm well, I think that I think that by the time that Carnage debuted in the uh, comics, uh, Mc, Todd McFarlane had already left for Image. Well, in any case, he would have been right at home fighting Spawn. Hell yeah! <laughs> they That's did multiple. The they did multiple crossovers think. between Batman and Spawn. They should have done a fucking Carnage Spawn cross. Did they do a car- Now that I think about it, did they do a Carnage Spawn crossover? Not to my knowledge, but I feel like that is a ginormous missed opportunity. 
Okay, yeah, because I see people doing like, you know, the kind of death battle uh, hypothetical spawn versus carnage who would win. And I was like, come on, guys, this seems like money, uh, a money printing machine. Um, also, obviously, spawn would win since, since in, he's uh, dead already. Yeah. And also in canon, he killed both God and the devil. So, yeah, he, he, he's, uh, at the, he's a little OP, shall we say? Yeah. At a certain point, he just becomes like a cosmic level character while, you know, Carnage is just that asshole. Well, they did have that uh, comic series a few years ago where Carnage, uh, like, basically got, got, got real Lovecraftian with it. I know, but yeah, I still feel like uh, Spawn is just too OP. Tends Probably to tends to happen when you're the writer's baby. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm interested to see this uh, this new Spider-Man because you know, a huge mark for uh, the Sam Raimi movies, as I said. Yeah. Also, uh, did you know that uh, Lucy Lawless pops up in the first uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie? No. Yeah, uh, when they're like doing a thing, like interviewing random New Yorkers about this new Spider-Man, she's the punk rock alternative girl who says guy with six hands sounds hot. Huh. <laughs> yeah, because Sam Raimi was one of the co-creators of Xena, so. Okay, so, now it's making more sense. Yeah, you know, uh, Bruce Campbell has to have a cameo in every single movie he does, but... Uh, you know, uh, also uh, get to get Lucy in there. Wait, did Sam was Sam Raimi? Did did he have a cameo in the uh, Spider Man? Sam Raimi doesn't really do cameos himself. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. Uh, I've I've met Sam Raimi. He's uh, much more of a sort of like a uh, uh, quiet uh, introverted dude. Uh, he puts his brother Ted in a lot of shit. Ted is Ted much- just kind of Ted kind of sounds like the the kind of guy I don't all right I I'm going to say right now I don't know anything about Ted Raimi he could be a very talented successful guy but just my brother Ted sounds like the kind of guy who he just like a director is like please you have to put my brother in this movie he is very untalented and he needs a job No people like Ted Raimi he's uh okay. he's just he's just he just has much more of uh, a much lou- a bit of a louder personality I think than uh, Sam uh, he uh, in a lot of movies he's credited as fake Shemp because he he did a lot of like uh, he did a lot of stunts and physical comedy and stuff like that and like the Evil Dead movies and stuff like that. Okay. He's also the guy who gets killed off in the opening sequence of Candyman. So dragging that all back together. Yeah, yeah uh, people like Ted. Don't don't diss Ted. The horror fans will uh, will will start adding you. Like I said, I I don't know anything about the guy. I was just going off of you know. Sam Raimi includes his brother Ted in all of his movies. That just sounds like the setup for a punchline. So, yeah, as far as that, um, because I don't know how many of the Marvel movies you've seen, but I've seen, honestly, compared pretty few. Like, I've seen like like a like a literal handful, like maybe like five or six. Yeah, I'm 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 about the same. You know, I I I would see them uh, here and there. Most of them I thought were like middling at best. Yeah. There's only like one or two that I think were authentically good. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of them kind of follow a very similar formula where you kind of have, you know, like the, the insight after the inciting incident, like the second act is mostly just kind of, uh, they go on a side quest and it's mostly just there for, uh, you know, create the opportunity for like banter between the characters. Uh, yeah, especially once the Russo brothers uh, kind of assume the reins of the franchise, they they found a formula that they liked and they stuck with it. Yeah, they also seem yeah, to have- a lot of the, a lot of these Marvel movies do have effectively the same 
like plot structure and all of that kind of stuff all of the elements fall into place at the same point in the film and everything yeah and one of the things that rubbed me the wrong way about both infinity war and endgame was that the rooster brothers seem to have like a real contempt for characters that they didn't have a hand in building so you know that's why like most of the most of the cast of the thor movies get killed off before like even the opening credits uh black panther shows up at the very end uh only to basically job to thanos yeah and then get killed yeah valkyrie wasn't in it at all to the point where i thought she was just killed off screen until she finally showed up in the end game probably due to fan demand um didn't they, they killed pretty much all of the guardians right uh except for rocket yes yeah and uh they technically killed gamora twice because they they because thanos threw her off the thing well first she and... got yeah she threw her off the thing and okay so yeah they did only kill her once but they also killed her permanently so because you know the the the, the gamora that is now in the guardians is like an alternate timeline version who doesn't have any memories of guardians one or guardians two so they basically just like reset her character. That's how much they hated her. That is, that is petty. Yeah. Uh, fuck the Russo brothers. Yeah. Well, especially because like a lot of the, like a lot of the, uh, the, like the good, Mar- the good movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe were ones that they didn't do. Yeah. Like the Guardians movies, Black Panther, that sort of thing. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, they only I, made I they the, only made they the shitty en- ones. I think they knew enough not to fuck with uh, Captain Marvel, so she's just not in the majority of the of uh, the Infinity movies. Yeah, uh, I feel like they also didn't feel like writing her because she doesn't really do anything. She doesn't really say or do much. She only shows up when they need a uh, a big strong character to do some like you know big strong character shit. Yeah. Yeah, she's there to blow shit up, but otherwise she may as well just be like a mannequin standing in the corner. Pretty much, yeah. So, on that note, uh, there's, what, like four other Marvel movies coming out next year? Um, The only ones that I saw were uh, Spider-Man and Morbius. Uh, there's Morbius and uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, I did see that, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, you're 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 more of a comics guy than I am. Uh, who the fuck is Shang Chi? Uh, he was kind of he's kind of a minor uh Marvel character, um, but he's you know, kind of in that just sort of a uh, super kung fu kind of vein. Like a like an, okay, so they like fucked up with Iron Fist uh because the Netflix series tanked so hard, so they're trying to like, come up with substitute Iron Fist. Is that is that what is that what am I reading this right? I yeah, I think that's probably what it's going to end up being. Is the the movie that they've got coming out is uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, so like Shang Chi like, is not like a character that I really read much of, so I don't really honestly know too much about him. But I just kind of know, you know, he's yeah, he's a super kung fu guy. Word, and uh, Ten Rings. I'm thinking of like those like brass rings that you know like kung fu guys wear, like in a uh, uh, kung fu hustle. One of the guys had the uh, the tailor had like those uh, metal rings that he wore on his wrist. Is is that what it is? Uh, well, I don't know. When I when I heard Legend of the Ten Rings, first I heard thought Lord of the Rings, and then I thought uh, Sonic and the he- Sonic the Hedgehog that rings. The sec- that was the second thing. Uh, Sonic and, and the Secret Rings. <laughs> and then I thought uh, Ariana Grande Seven Rings. 
mm. in that in that order. So okay, yeah. First thing I thought of was Kung Fu Hustle, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I think that this movie is mainly just going to be a uh, a vehicle to introduce the Mandarin as like a as like a villain. They already did. He was the villain of uh, Iron Man three. Well, who the fuck saw that? <laughs> uh, enough people to be mad about it, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they've already used up the Mandarin. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Regardless, know. Uh, yeah. The, and okay, I believe well, they already. Introduced- I, I have. I. I like. I mentioned. I have seen like very few of the MCU movies, and if I do see any of them, it's sure as shit not going to be an Iron Man movie. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, f- fuck Iron Man. Fuck Tony Stark. The best thing he ever did was die. Yeah. Oh, and there's uh, uh, another Marvel movie coming out next year is Black Widow. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, I remember getting the trailers for that a lot. I just kind of assumed that like it came and went, and no one really gave a shit. No, it was supposed to come out last year because, but you know, plague. So. Yeah, and like, uh, Florence Pugh, Pugh. I never know how to pronounce her last name but the girl from like midsummer and little women and you know stuff like that uh she plays her i believe sister and then her, and then her dad is uh the sheriff from uh stranger things he's kind of like he, back in the day he was like the soviet captain america but now he's like old and fat yeah red guardian yeah yeah so you know i like those I, I don't give a shit about black widow but i like those two actors so i might check it out just out of curiosity yeah it's well because obviously with the events of uh end game i'm like well, well, well when does this take place in the fucking continuity yeah I'm very confused yeah because much like gomorrah i was under the impression that she got killed off for realsies yeah so i'm assuming it's like a side story that takes place before the events of end game yeah which, I mean, I guess it could still be compelling, even if, you know, the character's already dead in the mainline continuity. Yeah, you know, like, I, I watch movies all the time that are based on historical events. Um, obviously, I know the outcome of the events, but you can still make it interesting. Yeah. So, you know, it could it could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, she was one of the Avengers that I was least interested in. So I would basically just be there for uh, uh, my beloved character actors. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I was never really into the whole like shield, uh, super spy kind of deal. Yeah. Um, um, spy movies were never my thing to begin with. Like I'm not a huge Bond fan or shit like that. So no, neither am I. So shield and Black Widow and all that is like, I, it, it's not for me. Yeah. Not, not my thing. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, it, I'm sure it holds appeal for somebody, but it's, yeah spies have just never really been my my bag baby yeah quite uh i like goldeneye on the n64 that, yeah i never even liked goldeneye because i was sucked at it <laughs> well well actually we, we played a lot more of uh perfect dark and i would always just you know cheap it out by putting mines behind doors <laughs> i never i yeah i never really played that either i i've always been terrible at shooting games uh, perfect dark was just like goldeneye plus basically yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm familiar with the game. I just never really played it and I'm also terrible at it. You're uh, you're more of an RPG boy when you do uh occasionally play a video game. Yeah. I well, yeah, I guess that's an important point to touch on first is that I'm not much of a video game guy to begin with. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Uh so 
we touched on Shang-Chi, Black Widow, and what were the other Marvel movies coming out? Uh, Spooderman. Oh, yeah, Spooderman. Spooderman's, we... oh, and Morbius, which. Oh, yeah, and Morbius. I, I remember when I first told you about Morbius, you just started cracking up because it, it's the, the most ridiculous things. Like, take, like, what's Morbius? Like a D-list Spider-Man villain? Uh, I think he's more of like an anti-hero kind of guy. Well, he's, he was introduced as a as a villain wanting to drink uh uh Spider-Man's radioactive spider blood. Yeah, but you know, in any case, he, I, I would call him a D-lister. Maybe C. Maybe C. Yeah, he's he's not quite as bad as like the Hammerhead or you know guys like that. But the Scorpion, the Scorpion. Yeah, but he's also not great. I prof- no. I profoundly don't understand giving him his own standalone movie divorced from Spider-Man. And I really don't uh, know why we're still putting Jared Leto in movies since he is both a terrible actor and also like a creepy weirdo in real life. Yeah, I don't understand Jared Leto as a concept. Do we need Jared Leto? I believe we don't. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's super not going to fucking see that. I might give it a watch i'm not i'm not going to i probably wouldn't go to a theater to see it but i might like watch it streaming or something i don't know i mean it'll probably end up on disney plus sooner or later so yeah that's the thing it's not like you'd be paying money that you would not otherwise be paying anyways yeah there is also the eternals another marvel franchise coming uh, out this I, year. I, again you're you're more the comic book guy so uh uh what, what what's the eternals deal um, they're a little bit more of like a kind of cosmic team, so that one could be interesting. Like the uh, cosmic team, like what, what what are they about? Uh, uh, so if I remember correctly, they are basically like an immortal alien race, and they are kind of like uh, they're sort of like uh the 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 archetype of where of like human gods and that kind of stuff. If I remember correctly, okay, like uh, like the uh, like the old gods in DC, sort of, yeah. Or you mean the new gods? Well, there's the new gods and the old gods. The new gods are like Darkseid and Orion yeah. and shit like that. But then there's also the old gods who I think are just like the legit old gods, like Ares and shit like that. <laughs> I guess it makes sense why they're called the new gods now. I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old the old gods are the ones from like human mythology what we actually know like and then the new gods are just dc yeah like the all the stuff from like the kirby verse right yeah 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 i never i had never really uh i don't suppose that that there would be any reason to give that any thought but that's what i had never i had never given that any thought before i spend a lot of time chilling out at home alone these days true um so yeah, yeah the that, if that's what the out. eternals deal is I, I could probably get into that that at least it, it, it's more interesting than just you know the avengers conceptually yes. yes um if nothing else i think that it'll probably be the most interesting of uh of at least the last three marvel movies that we talked about uh well like i said i am interested to see marvel's take on the spider-verse you know? yeah but I think it's I, like in terms of but, like, but interest, if, we're, if, like if we're talking like heady concepts, yeah, the Eternals is probably 
yeah in terms of like my interest level it's probably like spider-man then the eternals then maybe morbius and then shang chi and then black widow in that order yeah uh in any case i know that um the new spider-man movie will be inferior to uh spider-verse 2 because it won't have Spider-Man. I believe he's. Ooh, are been, they bringing that in? Are they I bringing believe, that in? I believe Supida Man has been teased for uh, Spider Verse Two. Interesting. Uh, they're for sure bringing in uh, Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah. That that was that was set up in the post credit stinger of uh, Spider Verse. Yeah. I, I think they did formally confirm that he's going to be in the new movie. Which I just finally got around to seeing into the Spider Verse a couple of weeks ago. Jesus Christ! Finally. I've, I've been wanting to talk about this for years and you're just like, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, that's because I hadn't seen it. Well, how'd that feel to you? It was very, it was very good. Um, I don't know if it was the best movie of 2019. Uh, certainly the best. Well, movie. well that's, I, I know it wasn't the best movie of 2019 because it came out in 2018. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was the best movie of 2018, uh, but for sure the best animated movie. Yes. Though I don't think it had a lot of competition that year. Uh, I think Frozen 2 came out that year. And, you know. Yeah, I think I'd still give it to uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah, I was a big mark for Frozen as well. And uh, I had a much better time at Spider-Verse. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, when did Kubo and the Two Strings come out? Was that 2016? Oh, that, that, that was 2016, okay. Damn. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, I believe the Leica movie that was out in 2018 was The Missing Link. I thought that came out with was that was that last year or is that the I'm year before? Sure that that? 20, I'm pretty sure that was 2018. Nope, 2019. Oh well, in any case, yeah, Kubo and the yeah. Two Strings was a minute ago. I believe the Box yeah. Trolls is more recent than Kubo and the Two Strings. No, Box Trolls was like 2013, 20, maybe 2014, but uh, Kubo came out after Box Trolls. Well, whatever. In any case, yeah. More to the point, in keeping with. Uh, the like a tradition nobody saw in either of them so a very, a very good both both i'm sure very good movies but nobody saw them like a studios um everyone's favorite studio that they don't actually watch their movies of yes everyone saw Coraline, and that was pretty much it paranorman was good paranorman was excellent i love that movie but yeah. i don't think very many people saw it no i i think actually now now that i think about it with uh the like uh you know collected uh film canon uh, i think it's pretty much diminishing returns in terms of uh return yeah it's it, it it's sad because i uh, i love them and have the deepest respect for what they do but uh, yeah but each every movie they come out with fewer people see them yeah and you know the the means by which they produce their movies is so expensive and time consuming meanwhile uh illumination can just like shit out a minions movie every six months speaking of which yeah i know there's another minions <laughs> movie coming out in like six months yep 2021 minions colon the rise of Gru. yeah i got i got the trailer for that not too long ago thing is also an illumination property isn't it sure is why is that getting a sequel it sure is yeah. yeah, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, like, like it does these like extremely artistic, uh, uh, very thoughtful, very soulful movies, 
And then there's Illumination, who just like shits these things out every few months. Yes. Uh, Illumination. Uh, studio, I don't know if they've ever made a good movie. Because at least Sony, like Sony made some real dog shit. Like Sony's probably made Sony some made of the, the worst anime movie, but they also made Spider Verse. Yeah, Sony's made some of the worst animated movies of the last 30 years, but they also made Spider Verse. So they've at least got one. And I'm a little soft on the Hotel Transylvania movies. Yeah, I could, I, I haven't seen any of them, but I could at least see the appeal. Yeah, uh, if nothing else, the animation is good because uh, it has uh, Gendy Tartakovsky behind the, uh, in the director's chair. Yeah, I cannot see the appeal of any Illumination property. No, I, I, I paused for a minute because I was authentically trying to think of a good Illuminations movie and I'm coming up empty handed. Yeah, well, I think the first one was Despicable Me. And then that was like the, the artistic peak. It's been downhill ever it's since. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, my dudes. Real dog shit. Real dog shit. I mean, don't apologize to them because uh, they've, uh, they have a very good business producing dog shit to the point where they just bought DreamWorks outright. Did they now? Yeah, that, 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 was, a, that was a while back, like a year or two ago. They just bought DreamWorks. Yeah, because I because I know that DreamWorks is now somehow under like Universal's thumb, like more than more than before. I just wasn't quite sure how. Yeah, DreamWorks is owned by Illuminations, which I believe is owned by Universal, which all of it is owned by Viacom anyway. No, I think it's all owned by AT and T. No, it's Viacom. Universal's a Viacom company. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. In any case, it hardly matters because, uh, as we've pointed out uh, many times before, if you follow the money upward, all of media is owned by like five companies. Oh wait, no. Uh, okay, so uh, Universal, NBC Universal is owned by Comcast. Hmm. Not not Viacom. It's Comcast. Okay. Well, you know, same difference when you get down to it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty much all media is owned by either Comcast, Disney, or. Uh, Fuck, what was the third one? Viacom. By, yeah. Or AT&T, sorry. AT&T, yeah, they're one of the biggest ones. Yeah. It's pretty much all either Disney, Comcast, or AT&T. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks, man. <laughs> uh, didn't we used to have, like, antitrust laws or something? Uh, yeah. I think Reagan saw to that. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, look at any given problem in the in the United States or also probably the world, and you can probably trace it back to Reagan. Yep. When uh, Ibram the Ken fucking Transformers movies, Reagan, the Mujahideen, Reagan. Actually, the Transformers you actually uh, has a pretty clear link back to Reagan because yeah, that's what I'm ta- that's what I mean. Yeah, because he was the one who uh, signed the bill that let you uh, advertise directly to children. That's how you get Transformers and G.I. Joe and My Little Pony and all that. Well, on that note, we're also getting a Hotel Transylvania 4 next year. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, I like the Hotel Transylvania series because, you know, monsters. But did we need a new one? Because monsters and goth milf and you know etc. But yeah. uh, just Hotel a few of your favorite things. Yeah, Hotel Transylvania three was definitely the weakest in the series by a by a country mile. 
Yeah. Um, they probably should have just called time of death on the franchise there. Especially since I don't even know if uh, Gendy is uh, returning. He's been pretty busy with his own projects lately. Oh, no. He, it says here he wrote the screenplay for Hotel Transylvania 4. Yeah, but is he directing? Uh, no. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. You, you can bet. Uh, you're, you're going you're gonna to like this, though. In 2024, you're going to get a Hotel Transylvania 5. And guess who's writing the screenplay for that one? Sandler. Sandler! Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that... That franchise, I think, was his brainchild. Well, all good things must come to a shitty, shitty end, I suppose. Yep. So, I don't know. What, what were there any other items on your list? Um, there were a few more movies that are coming out. Um, there is, of course, uh, Spiral, which is the uh, the uh, Saw soft reboot. I think is what they're going for with it. And uh, well, at least they didn't name it Saw. Yeah, that 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 uh, uh, it. Even if the movie is dog shit, I'm thankful for that. That they're at least trying to set a precedent. But yeah, yeah, uh, we we made fun of that movie uh, several episodes back because they're doing like a new Saw movie starring Chris Rock. But yeah. in the times in the time since then, Chris Rock has actually like gotten some like gotten some props as a dramatic actor because he was on like the most recent uh, season of Fargo as like a gangster in I want to say like the 1940s 1950s and mm. he did very well with that so yeah what uh, I'll give it a chance I, yeah. I, I, I mean I'm, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a fine actor and he's got range it's just I can't picture him uh outside of like being the guy from the movie head of state oh I thought you were gonna say no sucks in the champagne room that too yeah because <laughs> when I think Chris Rock that's always the first thing that comes to my mind yeah Kind kind of lives uh, rent free in my head at all times, actually. Yeah, you're just, you're just uh, sitting there minding your own business, and then out of nowhere, cornbread. Ain't, Ain't nothing wrong with that. that. No sex in the champagne room. No sex in the champagne room. Etc. Um, yeah. Uh, another one that's coming out next year, obviously Dune. Um, right, right. Yeah, we did talk about this a little bit in our. Uh, in our off the uh in our in our warm-up yeah uh yeah we talked about dune a little bit looks um boring yet competent yeah it looks like it'll probably be a better film than the david lynch one but it doesn't look like it'll be nearly as entertaining yeah uh say what you want about uh the david lynch movie and most people did especially yeah. lynch himself but it's not boring it is certainly not that <laughs> So, yeah, this new movie, I'm hoping that it will be good because, like, Dune is one of those books, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, where, like, it deserves to have a solid film adaptation. Yeah, uh, it, it, the it has franchise same... is essentially to science fiction what the Lord of the Rings franchise is to fantasy, so... Yeah, it it's has got same, that like you know lofty level to it. Yeah, it has the same scope, the same ambition. It deserves to have a strong film presence. The way yeah, that I mean, Lord of the Rings got one. Yeah. So I Why want. Can't we just to... get PJ to do it? Yeah, what the fuck is Peej up to? I haven't heard, uh, seen hide or hair of him since the Hobbit movies. Maybe he just decided to quit film after that. I mean, it's not like he needs the money. Yeah. He just retired to New Zealand to run the Hobbit uh, theme park. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, um, I want it to be good because there needs to be a good Dune movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously I would prefer if this one were good. It's just, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to get my hopes up or anything like that. You know, that's why I said like, I'm going into it with the expectation that it'll be uh, kind competent, of boring, boring yet competent. Yeah. So yeah, there is that. Um, what did I get pushed back to like April? Um, I don't know. Does it have an official release date yet? Yeah, because it was originally supposed to come out in December of last year. So the movie's done, but yeah, they just pushed it back due to plague. Yeah, I, I have no idea if they've released an official uh, date for this yet. Word. Well, so yeah, there's Spiral, there's Dune, and um, there's a new Top Gun movie coming out. Yeah, uh, that one was also, I believe, already complete because I was getting the trailers for that back in like March of 2020. Yeah, um, I got to be honest, I can't give a shit about this. <laughs> yeah, I was profoundly uninterested in the original Top Gun. It's just like a two hour long recruitment ad for the Navy. Yeah. Kind of the same reason why I didn't want to go fucking see Captain Marvel, because it was the same thing just for the Air Force. Well, isn't Top Gun also the Air Force? No, it's the Navy. He's oh, okay. a Navy flyer. Word. Uh, yeah, that's that's why he's in San Diego at the Kansas City Barbecue. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I don't even yeah, I don't even know what to say about the a Top Gun movie in 2021. <laughs> Yeah, li- literally the only thing about Top Gun I like is um, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, I was about to say, I know I, I know what you're going to say. It's Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, Danger Zone. <laughs> and even that has less to do with the movie itself and more to do with watching like season after season of Archer. <laughs> yeah. Though one that um, looks interesting uh, is a movie called Antlers. Yeah, uh, we, we got the trailer for that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, that, coming... that, I believe it actually like already uh, I believe the movie was actually shown at like the virtual comic con last year we just didn't watch it okay so that's another one that's already 100% done so yeah it's well it's coming out February 19th of this year yeah and yeah they're produced by Guillermo del Toro uh, you know it's seems to have you know some pretty pro- positive buzz around it so yeah, uh, we, we, we got the trailer for that in front of uh, something or other that we saw like way back in like 2019 or something like that. So this has been cooking for a while. Yeah, yeah. Based on a short story that was originally published in Guernica magazine. So that's pretty cool. I'm not familiar with that magazine. Uh, just like, you know, literary journal. Word. But pretty cool. Um, so that's, you know, I that that is probably honestly that might be the the one in twenty nine or twenty twenty one that I'm by default looking most looking forward to the most. The aside from Godzilla. Yes, aside from Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I don't I I don't think it's coming out in twenty twenty one. But on the topic of Godzilla, one thing that has been announced, uh, but it's still in fairly early stages, is Trick or Treat two. Hmm. Because I guess once Michael Doherty couldn't get the contract to do Godzilla versus Kong, he's just like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, 
go back to doing. I'm gonna go they... make my own monster movie with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as, as as we talked about on a fairly recent episode, Michael Doherty is just like great in that particular vein. You know, he did Trick or Treat, he did Krampus. He's good at like distilling a a certain vibe down yeah. into uh, a hundred minute movie. Yeah, he's a great vibe filmmaker. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if you want to watch a movie that just is Halloween, Trick or Treat's a good option. Yeah, Trick or Treat. Uh, If you want, like, a Christmas movie that is, you know, a little on the spooky side, I don't don't think it even got an R rating, so you could probably... Yeah, bring the kids. Yeah, it's it's a Gremlins. He did a Gremlins. Yeah. I mean, it has one big boss gremlin, but... But, you know, in in form and function, he did a Gremlins, and, yeah. it's, and it's real good. But yeah, um, Trick or Treat 2 is uh, the movie that I know the least about, and aside from Godzilla, it's also the movie that I'm most looking forward to. Just, yeah. Just, just it, was that coming? Is that, that's not coming this year, is it? I don't believe it is. Yeah. But just, like, conceptually, I'm very hyped for it. And, uh... Well, I suppose we can end on what is probably the most topical upcoming movie, The Forever Purge. What is that? I'm assuming it's a, a another Purge movie? Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's The Purge, but forever. Wow, sounds great. Honestly, I was, uh, you know, I don't think this is a much of a surprise to you, but I was already, you know, quite sick of The Purge movies. Yeah, I feel like The Purge is one of those things where, like, the concept promises a lot, but it just never actually coalesces into anything. Yeah. Like, there's interesting shit that you could do with The Purge, but no one ever has. I. It's one of those movies where I get the feel that the filmmakers thought it was much more interesting and profound than it was. Yeah. And... And like I said, it's not even a bad idea. They could have made it into something. Yeah. They were just stupid. Yeah. Like, watching the first Purge movie, like, they had quite a few interesting elements there. They just didn't use them. Like, yeah, and uh, I, I kind it, of... It comes like... across being... It, comes, it kind of comes across, at, like, uh, at the end, uh, sort of like... Like, the, the image that I get is, like, an edgy 16-year-old who writes like, you know, what if man is the real monster kind of fiction. And I kind of gave the first movie a pass because like they clearly had ideas, but a limited budget. So just, you know, fuck it, make it a like home invasion movie. Yeah. But with sequel after sequel after full length television show after sequel, it's like that excuse no longer applies. No. Yeah. Now, now it's just lazy and stupid. Yeah, you've had all you've had all the time and resources you could ever want to make it into something, and you never did. Yeah, it is, however, slated to be the final installment of the Purge franchise. So, if nothing else, you can look forward to not having to deal with this franchise anymore. I'm sure they were all slated to be the last one until they weren't. I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of how horror movies roll. But yeah, they keep making them until they stop making money. Rip in peace, paranormal activity. I actually like the first paranormal activity movie. I thought yeah, it was kind of creepy. Yeah, the first paranormal activity movie was real good. The sequels, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. They got they got pretty squirrely pretty fast. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the problem. It's just like if they had just left uh, the first Paranormal Activity movie as like an immaculate found footage movie, it might have been remembered as like one of the great horror movies of that decade. But no, they they rushed a sequel into uh, into production like the day the minute they saw the uh, the weekend box. Yeah, and then another one, and then another one. <laughs> Although I've heard that there were some like uh, there was like a separate series of Japanese sequels and some of those are actually pretty good, hmm. which you know it makes sense since they're from like an entirely different like cast and crew and director. So yeah, so that could be worth checking out. Yeah, uh, maybe once we get uh, closer to Halloween, we can take a look at that. I'm already looking forward to. But uh, we end up calling it uh, Halloween. Yeah. May 15th, the uh, the mathematical halfway point to Halloween. Yeah, whenever that lands. Uh, yeah, I believe it is May 15th, which is why I am uh, planting my pumpkin patch now so that uh, I can carve jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween. Yeah. And also in this climate, I think they just grow year-round, so. <laughs> well, I always heard that uh, they were susceptible to a mold because of how humid it is here, but since this is more or less the dry season down here i'm uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna roll those dice yeah it's the dry season which means it only rains twice a week yeah thereabouts so yeah um how about this year uh, for half a ween we actually do follow through on an idea we pitched last year and you know do a complete rundown of the entire halloween franchise in may yes i would like to do that yeah and get get into all of the like different uh timelines I, I believe I've, I've identified at least five. Yeah, and we have something like 120 days to uh, re-watch all of the movies and collect our thoughts. So uh, yeah. if we don't follow through with it, we have no excuse. Yeah, which means it's like a 70-30. <laughs> we are real bad at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note... I think it's time to sign off. Yep. Uh, my name is Ness. And David. And you've been listening to another Splatterpunk's Splattercast. For some reason. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and good night. Adios.